right, here we go. Another solo free basketball. I know I just said the other week that I hated doing them by myself and it was nice to talk to Daniel again, but uh, we had some scheduling conflicts. We were going to bring you our first round uh, playoff break. Uh, uh, so I'm going to not necessarily break down each matchup. I'm interested by the matchups, uh, but I'm not going to go super in depth with them. I'm mainly going to make picks, look at Vegas lines. Yes, Vegas already has lines out for all these games. So if you've been following us here um, at the Lead Sports Media on the Leeds Podcast Network, you definitely have heard us mention Bet the Lead which is a gambling affiliate, and that is where we're posting all of our plays. It's a big time for us. The NBA season is finally over. Now we are into the meat and potatoes, our favorite part of any NBA year. Everyone goes through 82 games to get to this point right here. And so everyone's all excited. We've gone through kind of the dead period of the NBA season, and now we're getting to it. Like Charles Barkley said tonight, thanks for all those teams for playing this year. Now it's time for the big boys to play. So we are going to get into it. We are going to start first in the East with the first play in the 7-8 matchup, the Brooklyn Nets versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Brooklyn Nets are currently favored by 7.5 points. Total over under is 229.5. Um, obviously Jared Allen with the Cavs broken finger. Um, I know he went through some pregame workouts today. They basically said it's all about pain tolerance for him. So it's kind of up in the air. If he'll play, uh, I would be surprised if he didn't try. Uh, but that's where they're kind of at with that, with all the reporting is that it's, it's just a pain tolerance threshold and he looked super uncomfortable during warmups. So we'll see if he's actually going to give it a go. But he is their def- defensive anchor, all their alley-oops. I mean, he's a big part of this Cavaliers team and the reason why they have fallen off so dramatically from being the upstart team throughout the season in the East. Good news for the Cavs is they got Evan Mobley back, but he is going to play at the five. At least he did the last couple games coming back from missing that five-game stint for a rolled ankle which they did lose to the Nets the other night. So uh, Mobley being at the five as a rookie, I think Mobley is a fantastic player, but it's a lot to ask for a rookie if Jarrett Allen is not going to play to kind of anchor the Cavs and knock off a team that has Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Uh, We assume Seth Curry will be back, Patty Mills. I mean, it's just not looking great for the Cavs. So do you risk a potential injury to one of your younger guys just for the sake of maybe winning a playing game and making a seven or an eight seed? Is it worth it? I don't know. Um, but Darius Garland's had a fantastic year. Nothing to be upset about if you're a Cavaliers fan. No one saw this coming. So for me, for this matchup, I only see the Nets winning this. I know, obvious way to go out on a limb, Ryan. Um, but I also see them covering the seven and a half. I just think they will beat them by 10 plus. But I do like the under, which is kind of tricky. So the Cavs have been struggling to break 100 points recently. So I think that trend continues. I could see this being a 112 to 113 to 99 kind of score. So Nets win, Nets cover, and the under. Let's go to the next one. 
Um, now, before I go on, the Nets did win the season series in that 3-1. Um, and let me go back with a caveat here. I should have said this from the beginning. If you followed me all year, you know I've had – I have been trying to workshop my own power rankings. And so what I'm using for these is all of these picks are going to be based on those power rankings. And maybe towards the end, I might kind of flesh that out or I might save it. I haven't decided yet. We'll see how long this episode goes. But uh, this is all power ranking based because if they're ranked higher in my power rankings, I'm picking them to win the game. Okay. So I should have said that at the top. Nets are ranked higher than the Cavaliers. Nets win the game. Next, the 9-10 matchup in the East, the Atlanta Hawks versus the Charlotte Hornets. Hawks come in as four-and-a-half-point favorites, total over under 239-and-a-half. They actually split the season series 2-2. Look, we know the Hawks, at least for me, and I'm sure if you're an NBA fan, you've also been disappointed by them at some point. Going to Eastern Conference Finals last year, beat the Knicks, beat the 76ers. Little fluky? Maybe. Um, this team has been so up and down. It's not like you can really blame injury to me that much. No defense. Up and down on offense. Trey Young at least has been awesome, but he's a liability on defense. And I know John Collins has been out for a little while. Maybe you can point to that. Clint Capella's kind of had his stuff, but I, I can't make any more excuses for this team. They should not be in the nine seed right now. Thing is, I think they're going to beat the Hornets. They're ranked higher in my power rankings. The Hornets, fun story. They play up and down. The mellow ball's fun. Miles Bridges is fun. Gordon Hayward, I think, is not going to play in this game. If we saw from reports, he's probably going to miss this. So I like the Hawks to win. I like them to cover the four and a half. And anytime I see a number total over under in a playoff setting that's near 240, I always take the under. That's what I would advise. But this one, I, I've got to take the over. I, I'm sorry. Like the Hornets play, don't play any defense. The Hawks do not play defense. This is just run and gun up and down. Who's going to make their shots? Who's going to finish? And I just like Trey Young in that core better to actually get the job done over LaMelo. Um, and last year, I know the Hornets lost to the Pacers or the Wizards, I believe, like 144 to 117. So another year together, maybe they kind of turn that corner. I could see it being a close game and then kind of falls apart late because of the, the foul situations and free throws. Uh, but give me all of that over. I'm usually gun shy on this, but give me that over. Let's move to the West. The 7-8, the Minnesota Timberwolves versus the Los Angeles Clippers. The Timberwolves at home are two-and-a-half-point favorites. I know that will surprise some people. Over-under. 230 and a half. Now, what's weird about this team, the Clippers won the season series 3-1. Most of those when Paul George was available, and the Timberwolves, for a lot of them, didn't have D'Angelo Russell. There was a game where basically no one played for either team. Like, it was Ibaka versus Jared Vanderbilt, and that was the matchup, basically. Um, so they haven't played each other since January 3rd, so that's a long time off. But Patrick Beverly going up against his – uh, previous team, I think everybody is going to be all about that. It's going to be nasty. Like, it's going to be a nasty game. But Paul George is back. Here's where 
um, I'm cheating on my power rankings because when my 10th or 12th best team in the NBA, and I said that on a previous power rankings episode and Daniel was kind of like, what? Uh, he just didn't believe that I had them ranked there. But as soon as Paul George was out, they kept falling lower and lower and lower to where they were 16 or 17th. And Minnesota, they've kind of flip-flopped positions in my power rankings, if we're being honest. And it's all because of that injury to Paul George. So pow- current power rankings-wise, numbers, um, I know this. it's not going to show because Paul George, but Timberwolves are ranked higher in my power rankings. But I'm going to revert back for this pick to when the Clippers – were a 10th or 12th best team power ranked, and the Minnesota Timberwolves were 17th and 18th. So I know I said I was going to go pure off power rankings, but caveat, I'm going off the power rankings when Paul George was there a couple months ago. So I have Clippers winning outright. I think it's the wrong team favored. I, I think it's only two and a half because it's in Minnesota. This is an even game. So you're getting that little bump for being at home. I think that's the only way they can figure it. I would assume that line would move. So when you hear this Monday, if it's still two and a half, I think you should jump on it because I think it's going to flip the Clippers way. I think the Clippers will be extremely popular, which I know some people like to be contrarian and ride with whoever's opposite of the big move. Um, But I like the Clippers to win to cover that two and a half. And another 230 and a half, which I don't like. But when it gets down to it, when the Wolves, like they look okay defensively in the defensive ratings, but there were stretches where they were giving up tons of points. I like the over in this one as well. And that's crazy for me. I would usually take dead nuts under on this, but I'm going to take the over on this as well because if the Wolves are down six or seven, they're going to foul. If it's a minute left under a minute, they're going to keep fouling and chucking up threes, and they may hit a couple of them. I think it could be a late cash over, but I'm going Clippers to cover and win, and the over 230 and a half, which gets us to our last matchup, the 9C New Orleans Pelicans versus the 10-seed St. Ten and a half. Power rankings-wise, I looked at this, and it's basically pick them. They're the exact same team ranking-wise. They're 20th and 21st. 0.4 one-hundredths of a a point difference power rankings-wise. Now, the Spurs did win the season series 3-1, but a lot of those games, obviously the Pelicans didn't have C.J. McCollum, a lot of the times Brandon Ingram didn't play. So it's weird. Um, stats, all the ratings that I look for them, these are even teams. Um, but I think the advantage is going to be Brandon Ingram actually playing CJ there. I have the Pelicans winning. The problem is I don't think the Pelicans will cover. I do think it will be a grind-out game, just kind of like what it was with um, the Grizzlies and Spurs last year. Now, I think eventually that got into the 230s on this total over-under, 
if I remember right, I can't remember. It might have been like 99 to 103. I can't remember, but it was a grind out game and it was close. So I see the Pelicans winning, but the Spurs will cover and I am on smash on the under of this 229 and a half. So which would lead us to the next matchup for the East. It would be the Cavs versus the Hawks. No line on this, obviously. If I had to guess, it's going to be at home for the Cavs. I think the Hawks would probably be favored in Cleveland by probably two points, maybe a point and a half. I would be surprised if Cleveland was favored. If Cleveland is favored, I would actually take the Hawks. I think the Hawks win that game outright if that indeed is the matchup. I would say the total is probably going to be in the two mid-220s, maybe right at 230. Uh, but I would also take the under on that. Uh, um, I think the Hawks would win that matchup. And then in the West, we would have leftover for the final play-in. Um, it would be the Timberwolves versus the Pelicans. And this is I, – I'm very interested. I'm Look, I want this to happen because I think this would be an incredible game. I think it would be a lot of fun. I think the Wolves, if the Wolves are favored against the Clippers by two and a half points, they've got to be favored by even more for the Pelicans come in. They're probably three and a half, four and a half point favorites if this indeed is the matchup at home. Uh, Wolves winning, losing two straight home games to not make the playoffs. I want it, but I think the Timberwolves will actually win this one. Sorry, Pelicans fans in my life. Uh, I think the Wolves would actually win this game. I wouldn't think they would actually cover, but I would also take the under on this game, whatever that number might be, 230, maybe 227-ish, just guessing based on previous numbers. So I would take the Wolves to win that game, make the eight seed. So that is kind of how I see the play-in shaking out. So Nets obviously making the seven seed, playing the Celtics. The Clippers winning, making the seven seed, playing the Grizzlies, and then the Hawks making the eight seed, playing um, the Miami Heat, which, good God, yes, please. Um, and then the Minnesota Timberwolves making it back into the playoffs and playing the one seed and playing the Phoenix Suns. That's who they draw first, which actually could be an interesting series. Not that they would win but it could go a couple more games than people expect against the Suns. So those the play-in that we're looking at. So I, I think we do have a little time. So I think I am going to touch on the final rankings, the power rankings where we ended the end of the regular season. Um, and so you know me, if you've heard me from before with the Warriors being ranked high, I, I get it, Steph Curry being out, there's probably some implicit, numbers bias from the way they started uh, but I can't do anything but go against go with the numbers that are presented to me on nba.com and so I'm not afraid of how somebody's record was for the past two months that doesn't care that I don't care about that too much I will look at stuff like that for individual matchups but for this power rankings I think these are right on and who the top tier teams are in the NBA in the playoffs that you should kind of look at. So I've been looking at things uh, for the past couple years using my same formula to kind of see how these project. Am I kind of on the right track? Am I going to have to fix some things? I mean, obviously when you're creating something like this, you're obviously going to add fine tune 
figure some stuff out. Um, but looking back, I went back a couple of years just to see, and I was amazed at the correlation between where I had teams power ranked and their success in the playoffs. So much so that I decided to go back 10 years. So I went all the way back to the 2011, 2012 season just to see, and I'm not going to go super in depth with this. Um, I'm probably going to save it to after we get through the play in and maybe when we talk about the actual playoff matchups to throw it in there, but let's just say on average, the top six or seven teams that I have in my power rankings or how, or would have been in my power rankings, if I would have done them in previous years, all won their first round series. And now I know that's not saying a lot. Look, ones and two seeds never lose. So it's like, there's four teams right there. Um, but it's, everyone likes March Madness because you get the upset. You get the St. Peter's NBA. You don't really get that. You get the occasional Knicks over whatever is the one seed. I mean, probably the most recent is actually the bulls losing to the 76ers. I believe that was after where the Mavericks lost um, to the warriors. Uh, I, I don't I'm pretty sure it was before that. It's after that for the Bulls. So that's probably the most recent one where a one seed lost. Um, but a lot of time it's chalk. It's one, two, th- the one, two, and three seeds all win in advance. And it's a coin flip between four or five. Like the NBA season, that's the good thing about the NBA season. It really does work out ranking wise, like where teams end up, just how they, that's how they really are. Teams that finish four or five, it's a coin flip between them. And those are coin flip series, typically. Thinking about the NBA season, the cream always does rise to the top, it seems like. And I know some people can get kind of annoyed at that, but that's just how it is. So if you're looking at fading a one or a two seed in NBA playoffs, you shouldn't. Now, there's extraordinary circumstances, and I think everybody's going to point to it. The Grizzlies being a two seed is that an extraordinary circumstance where a team that won 56 games is overranked. Um, and are they susceptible to a potential matchup with the Clippers with a, everyone keeps alluding to a Kawhi Leonard return. Paul George is back. That team, you know, made the Western conference finals and now they're a seven seed. Are they underseeded? And the, the Grizzlies just won their games. Are they overseeded? And that's going to be a big question. So, yes, I'm not going to say as a Grizzlies fan that it's 100% slam dunk for the Grizzlies and they're not going to lose because we've seen it before that a seven or an eight seed can push these seeds and can actually advance. Is it possible that the Grizzlies in all actuality are a four or five seed? And if the Clippers are healthy all year are in that four or five seed as well, is this actually a four five matchup playing as a two seven um, that is possible. And that's, what's fun about the NBA playoffs is that we think about the possibility of what could be, but then when you actually get down to it, historically, it just doesn't happen. Um, so let me get into these final power rankings. Um, I'll do kind of a caveat of that as well, but uh, number one team hasn't changed Phoenix suns. Two, Miami Heat. The Grizzlies are third. Third best team in the NBA based on my metrics. Warriors, fourth. Yeah, I know. 
I get it. No Steph. Steph might not come back for the playoffs. If he doesn't come back to the playoffs, then I have to adjust these numbers. But with Steph in, the Warriors are the fourth best team in the NBA. They are. Um, the Celtics are fifth. The Jazz are sixth. The Bucks, the team that everybody thinks is going to repeat and get out of the East again, seventh. 76ers, eighth. Dallas Mavericks, ninth. Denver, Minnesota Timberwolves, 11th. Told you about that flip-flop. 12, Toronto Raptors. 13, Atlanta Hawks. 14, Chicago Bulls. Bulls were in the top five for a few weeks there. My power rankings have completely fallen off a cliff. And 15, the Brooklyn Nets. And right behind them is the Cavaliers and the Hornets and the Clippers currently. Um, and then get down 2021 Spurs Pelicans. And then it's the terrible tanking teams. Um, so that's kind of where the first year of me trying out these power rankings, this is where they have led to. Um, so your top five teams in NBA this year in the regular season, Suns, Heat, Grizzlies, Warriors, Celtics. Okay. Uh, now the top four teams in the West and East, these are typically the teams you will see. When I looked back to these, if you're a top four team in the West and East in these power rankings, you're making at least the second round. So top four teams in the West, no surprise, Sun Grizz Warriors. Surprise for the fourth one, the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz are ranked higher than the Dallas Mavericks. Just saying. Might want to look at that if we're talking about first-round matchup here. East, Heat, Celtics, Bucks, 76ers. Whoa. The 76ers winning a first-round series after all this talk about Toronto's going to give them all this trouble? Just saying. Not saying it's the Bible. I'm just saying more often than not, if you're top four team in these rankings and these power rankings, unless you're just low, if you're there are some outlier years where the four seed in the East is ranked 14th or 15th uh, in what my power rankings would have been. But the 76 are still the eighth best team in the league. These are teams you should target if you're doing some pick them thing to win their first round series. So, we will finish. Uh, we will actually do the playoff breakdown with me, Cody, and Daniel sometime this week, maybe after we figure out what the actual plan, once the plan is finished, I should say, and we have the actual playoff picture set, we will actually go through that and talk more about the power rankings, get some more dissension, make them angry at me, um, and then have some fun debate, make picks, and see where this all goes. So I hope everyone enjoyed their final week. This was a crazy final day of basketball. Everyone won by 30. It seemed like almost every over went over uh, or every over came through. If you were betting partner, I believe it was 13-2 and two to the over today. So wild finish to the NBA season. Um, and let's get ready for this awesome play-in and get ready for the actual playoffs. So everyone have a good week. We will be back in a few days to break down the NBA playoff first round. Oh, 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 o